and we are back with an all-new edition. I am Eric. He is Paul. We are the Fat Packs in this. It's Beckett Radio. What's up, Paul? Sa, dude. Sa, eh? dude. Eh? 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 Yeah, a little A on there. A little A? Yeah. Man, so, baby, Toronto, one week time. One week time, yeah. Crazy stuff, man. How was it? It was, um, it was fun. It was interesting. There was a lot of, uh... I definitely felt the fat pack love up there. Did you? Yeah, definitely good. felt the pack love. Good, good, fat good. Fat pack love up there. It, that was good. Uh, got got to meet a lot of listeners, so that was really fun. Awesome. Um, give big shout out to uh, <laughs> to Francis. What's up, man? Hooked us hooked us up with uh, some uh, some gourmet candy. Awesome gourmet candy. What what better for a fat pack yeah. than give them candy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That's awesome. That was pretty sweet, man. I appreciate Thanks, that. Thanks, dude. Francis. Appreciate it. It was really nice to meet you too, man. You were you were uh you were great. I, I really appreciate you coming by the booth. And apparently go Mariners, right? Yeah, go Mariners. That's <laughs> right. Go Mariners. Um just you know, we'll get into that in a minute, but it was it was a lot of fun. I, I do have a couple things that I wanted to discuss cool. uh, on the show, but uh we this is a, this is going to be a big one for us because we have uh Steve Grad of uh oh, the man. The Pawn Star fame coming up shortly we're, we're gonna give a give him a text and he's gonna be giving us a call and um we're just gonna break down what be, uh beckett authentication services is uh, a little bit of his history and the show coming up in chicago this week so and maybe he can tell us a story or two about the pawn star guys maybe maybe maybe, maybe so that'd, that'd be, be cool. really cool that'd be cool steve I, I got to meet him obviously over the uh over the week end and uh genuine dude just real cool real awesome. down to earth Good deal, like man. You, like you could, like you know, some there's there's egos in this hobby, right? Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There's there's a there's a couple of people who have real bad egos in this hobby. Steve Grad is not one of them, man. Oh wow, he was that's really refreshing. Cool. Yeah, he was real cool. And Brian as well. Um, you, you know, the, they're the dynamic duo. Okay, Steve and Brian, both of them just real cool, down to earth people. Good deal, man. So uh, happy to see that. Uh, we're gonna get into that conversation a little bit later, but before we get into that. We got to get into new products and pricing, and a little bit of fantasy talk, and some other things. So yeah, man, we got stuff going on. Yeah, we get, let's, all right. New products, and pricing. What's up? All right, man. We got um, just a couple things dropping. Um, well, you were up in Canada, so you 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 witnessed the Upper Deck Series One hockey drop. Yeah, I saw that. So that seems like it's pretty booming as yeah. far as uh, uh, Matthews and Nylander and a few of those guys, man. So that that seems like it uh, delivered what it was supposed to. Um, also, we got uh, coming out. It'll be Wednesday. Uh, it's going to be Panini Immaculate Football. So I don't know if this has already aired or not, but uh, it'll be out this week. Is that the um, college one or is this a regular one? No, it's the real deal. Okay, all right. Real all deal. Right, three seventy-five right. a box, uh, six cards per pack, normal breakdown for them like they normally do, two or three autographs per pack. Uh, and then we've got one more hockey product. We've got the sixteen seventeen Leaf Ultimate Hockey. Uh, looks like it's six cards. I think they're all hits. Yeah. And it's like two sixty, two eighty a box, somewhere in that two seventy-five range. <laughs> we had a, a box. guy's. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, man. you're good, man. We had a guy come over to the, uh, to the, to the booth, and he was like, "You know, who does the hockey?" And it just so happens I'm standing right in front of him, right? <laughs> I'm like, "Well, that's me." And he's like, he's complaining because uh, Leaf is not in his Beckett, and I'm like, "Hey, I would love to put Leaf in the Beckett, and there are Leaf products in the Beckett, right? Right, but right, yeah. Here's the thing, man. I can't put a $260 product when everything's a hit and it's all numbered 15 or, or lower." In the Beckett, I have no pricing for it, right? Right, yeah. I mean, it's just going to list it, maybe a checklist, and yeah, that's it. That's just going to take up space. That's all it's going to do. I tried to explain that to him. I don't know if it helped him at all, but uh, those Leaf products, they're really nice. Oh, yeah, fantastic stuff. Yeah, you know, they're they're carrying on the name that ITG put out, and speaking of ITG, I got something to mention there as well, um, but they're all really low-numbered. That's the thing. You get what you're getting out of that, and you're getting good stuff. Right. But when it's numbered, you know, you, you pull a base card and it's numbered to 15. It might take two years to see a sale on that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I tried to explain to him. I hope he understood. Um, I hope, hope it made him feel a little bit better about it because they, they actually, the Leaf booth ran out of their redemption product. Really? Yeah. Wow. So... I yeah. guess it, that's it good stuff it, then. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Well, good. they only printed 15. No. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and then I mentioned ITG, man. Uh, we all know Brian, Dr. Brian Price. Yep. Uh, founder of ITG. Just good stuff, right? When okay. it was out. He's now, he, there. there's a rising Phoenix in the, in the, uh, in the card world. Phoenix I'm, came out last week. Yeah. That was Panini Phoenix football. Rising Phoenix, uh, <laughs> 
Mr. Uh, Mr. Stephen LaRoche coined that. He, the Rising Phoenix in the card world, President's Choice Trading Cards, which is now founded by Dr. Brian Price. Ah. So if you were into ITG, this might be up your alley, man. It might be really cool to get into because it's fun. Um, new pricing? What you got? Any new pricing at all? Brian uh, sent me something while I was up there. I know uh, I know. we got Prism Football priced. Okay. I don't, know if that, I don't remember if that was from last week or this week, but I know that is done. Um, Impeccable is done. Uh, working on Phoenix uh, later this week. Uh, okay. That was heavily broken, so there's, right. there's lots of stuff out there, so we'll be able to get that priced. Um, Let me see. Uh, triple Threads. Okay. I, think I mentioned that last week, but if I didn't, Triple Threads is priced. Um, what else here? Sorry, I'm just scro- scrolling through my phone, guys. And oh, here's one that they're gonna love because they've been really looking for it. Is Goodwin Champions? Oh, Ryan finally got it done. There so, we go. That's good great. stuff, though. It's got that Ben Simmons in it, and I know people have been wanting to know what's up with that card. So yeah, it's good so stuff. it's it's there. Oh, actually, we got questions about it at the show too. And I'm like, what? Man, it's being priced on. So <laughs> <laughs> so that's all done. Uh, guys are also asking about Series One pricing. No, it's not in the new Beckett. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you about that, but it came out on a Thursday, and I was on an airplane, so <laughs> leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, no, it's not in the new Beckett. It'll probably. I'm gonna work my damnedest to get in here and get it done uh, Monday and Tuesday before it goes to print because we're out. We're out Wednesday. No, we're out Thursday, Thursday and Friday. Friday. Yep. So we're gonna do my damnedest to get in here and get it done and uh, get it in the new Beckett. And if not, it'll at least have pre-pricing in it. Okay. So well, hey. we'll do that. That'll work. All right. Anything else going on? What happened in the office while I was gone, man? Man, we opened, um, got some good box busters up there, man. We opened Collegiate, uh, Immaculate Collegiate, and uh, got us a Kevin Durant uh, autograph out of that. That okay. was pretty cool. All right. We opened Decision 2016 Series Dose. Okay. Um, that was pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah. We, uh, we pulled a Jeb Bush cut signature and a, um, I think it was a Richard Nixon money card. Okay. Which was which was right. kind of cool. We actually um, they uh, not a crook. No, no, not a crook, <laughs> not a crook. But it's a it's a card with a shredded money on shredded it. So that's kind of yeah. funny. That's kind of with right. his funny you know, way he is. Yeah, exactly. It's like Canadian, it's yeah. the loony and the toony. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but that was fun though. They um they actually let us open a uh, four box case of that, a quad case of that. So that was kind of cool. All right. Um, we got to really dig into that. So that was fun. Um, it was quiet in the office. Yeah, it's been more quiet. I walked in here again today, and I was like, "What? It's, so it's your presence, man. Is that what it is? It is, man." Brian's not like fussing at you to be quiet. Yeah. He's not telling me stop encouraging him, Paul. <laughs> you know, none of that's going on, man. It's been it's very just quiet. So quiet. Justin yeah, been quiet. Yeah, quiet, Matt, snoring, whatever. You know, Matt talking about Funkos. Yeah, oh yeah, every day, <laughs> every day, three times a day. Man, I sh- I sent. Uh, speaking of Funkos, I sent Matt a picture of the massive amounts of the Canadian exclusive Funkos that were up there. For the hockey ones, right? That's why he's not here today. He passed out and uh, <laughs> couldn't take it. <laughs> and I like he said, "Get me, get me an Ovi and a Crosby if you can." I I got out of the booth to go back over there and get one, and they were all gone. All gone. Oh gone. man! So I didn't get him. I wasn't able to get him that. Um, otherwise, man, it was it was a it was a fun a fun show. It was a good show. Um, I I will recap that in a moment because we're gonna get to our first break. As we have to uh, get Mr. Grad on the phone with us. Yes, indeed. And we're going to talk about mm, Pawn Stars, talk about BAS, or is it BAS? BAS, yeah. yeah. BAS. We're going to talk about uh, just, you know, his history at PSA DNA, that kind of stuff. You know, give you a little background in case you don't know who he is, which if you don't, you're probably living under a rock by now. Yeah, probably. probably. But that's okay. Which, you know, you should probably upgrade your digs. You know? <laughs> I know a real estate agent here can help you out. <laughs> oh, goodness All right, gracious. so let's, uh, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll get come back with Mr. Grad on the phone. And uh, I promise I won't play Easy Street this week. No but, more Easy Street. But it was funny. That was funny. It was funny to me. <laughs> I don't care if it was funny to anybody else. That's all that matters. So let's take a break, and we'll be right back. And we are back from that quick break, and we have on the phone with us the legend that is Steve Grad. His, his name's been in a lot in, in the news, a lot in the collecting circles lately. Yes. But it's for good reason, man. He has a good history, a, a solid history behind him. 
And now he's joining the Beckett team, and we're about to just launch something completely new and different. Good morning, Steve. How are you, sir? Good. Good morning. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Thank you for being on, man. Uh, this is a this is a labor of love for us, this Beckett podcast. So yeah, man, uh, having guys like like you behind it is is pretty cool. So no, anytime. I'm I'm happy to do it. I'll I'll do anything I can to help promote the goodness of the hobby and keep away. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the autograph authentication business tends to be riddled with uh, jealousy and uh, evilness, but it's really a lot of goodness too. And I, and I mean, I think you guys will see that through the years, you know, it's just not, um, unfortunately there's been some real bad pot shots and some bad people, but it's, it's really a great business to be in. Now you've been in for a long time, right? Not to, not to call yeah, you I mean, old. Really, I mean, yeah, the whole, the whole autograph thing has been kind of part of my life. I started collecting, I'm 46. I started collecting when I was eight, started going to card shows when I was nine, 10 years old. And I started setting up at shows when I was 14 <clears throat> selling baseball cards and that sounds just like me. and I started chasing autographs and then the authentication part started uh with PSA in 2002 so um before that I was at Master Auctions for about a year and a half two years and then I had my own business before that so a lot of autographs man I mean just non-stop I've been around it I've seen it all literally I, I I'm, I'm wondering what the next great item is to come in because I think literally I don't know. I, I, it, it seems like through the years I've seen all the great items. You know, I'm, I'm still kind of waiting for the next great one. Think of one, and maybe it'll pop in this weekend. There you go. That's cool. Have you now? You say you've seen it all. Has there been one that's like stood out to you over the years? Yeah, you know, um, I think well, my favorite one is, um, and I'm a huge John Belushi collector, and I, I love Belushi, especially Blues Brothers. But this is usually, this is the one piece that just got me where I was just like, you know, sat back in my chair and had to have it in front of me for a few days because it was just so amazing. But um, before Belushi died, he checked into the Chateau Marmont in uh, Beverly Hills. And he went on this epic rage of drugs and alcohol and, you know, binging and craziness, and he ended up dying there. But the coolest thing ever and I've seen so much great stuff, but was the registry card that they used to make you sign at hotels, you know, like you're staying for this many days, and it, was, it had his whole card and a signature on it. And it was filled out by a receptionist, you know, that handled him when he checked in, but it was all, you know, his signature and his contact information. And it, to this day, it's still the coolest item I've ever seen. And, you know, it's, it, you know, I can't imagine Belushi signing many autographs after that. You know, it's three, four days before he died. You know, and people saw him around L.A., but I can't imagine him signing too many autographs in that period. It's probably one of the last things he ever signed. And, you know, he just, I have such a personal touch to him. Chicago guy, you know, great comedian. I love the Blues Brothers, Saturday Night Live. And that, that's by far. And it's not the, the most expensive thing I've authenticated or seen, but it is definitely the coolest thing, by far. Wow, what a great piece, man. That- yeah. That's kind of eerie, actually. Well, it is, but it's it's yeah. kind of cool, though. Yeah. You know, because they talk about in the in the hobby about getting it at their rookie season as opposed to later in life or whatever. And I guess that's the that's probably the later in life side of things there. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people do get. Yeah, I I like early signatures. I love them, but also like I guess from a morbid collecting standpoint, you could get somebody, you know, kind of at the end of the road, and you know, for an in person collector. And, and, you know, this doesn't pertain to Belushi, but, like, you know, getting the last signature of someone or, you know, my good friend started collecting autographs in Chicago in 72, and Lyman Bystock, I think he died in 79, 78 or 79, um, and he got him at the ballpark outside Comiskey Park after the game, and he got killed that night. So it's just like oh wow, sometimes people actually collect that type of thing. That's um, crazy. Daryl Kyle was in Chicago. He signed, uh, I think, previous, you know, he passed away in his hotel room. And he had signed, I think, the day before. He's a pretty tough autograph in person, wasn't that great of a signer. But he had signed, I think, the day before my friends had gotten him on baseball. So, you know, people do have an attraction to that stuff. It's, you know, Belushi would fall into that category. And besides that, Belushi's really rare as an autograph. So um, I, I just think that stuff's really neat. And, you know, obviously I've seen all the great Babe Ruth items in Gehrig, but that one... That one takes a kick. Wow, that's that's a you can't say much more than that. I'm a, I'm a big comedy guy myself, so Belushi ranks up there with me, and uh, I love the Blues Brothers as well. So I oh, yeah. feel you every I feel everything you said on that. Now, um, yeah. Paul mentioned 
how signatures change, uh, getting him in the rookie year versus later in the career. What is the most drastic change you've seen in a signature from from say a rookie season to later in life? Um, you know, who's a, a good example of that is Sammy Sosa. Um, really rudimentary signature when he was a rookie, and quite honestly, he didn't. I knew Sammy when he was very young, uh, back in uh, 1989-90. He didn't speak in English. He didn't know how to write English. He had no clue how to do anything. And his signature was very childlike, um, very basic. You know, his early days with the White Sox, and then he went to the Cubs. But once he started on that path to stardom, his signature changed and evolved into this long, drawn-out signature, gorgeous autograph. I mean, he's just one guy that comes to mind. I mean, if you guys have ever seen an early White Sox photo of him and then look at how he signed, you know, later in life, let's say post-retirement, it's like, is that the same guy? Is that the same autograph where a lot of it was lowercase, very cursive, printed out? And then his later in life signature was this, this long, sloppy, drawn-out signature um, emphasized by the two S's in his name, his first and last name. And, you know, it's very interesting to see how he kind of evolved through the years and changed his autograph. And that's a guy you could target saying, well, he started off as a prospect and he had some tough years and then, boom, you know, he went through the superstardom period and his autograph changed along with it. Very cool. Very cool. So we've talked a lot about autographs. Let's talk about the reason why you're at Beckett now. Well, um, you know, I had a chance to make a change um, uh, this last, in this last, let's say, six months or so. Um, Beckett, I think, has been looking to add that autograph aspect to their division, to their company. And it just was very difficult. And as you guys know, finding guys who could authenticate autographs, it's, it's extremely difficult. And it's something that um, we rely on trust a lot trust in each other, the authenticators, um, and the, I guess you could say the right situation presented itself. Um, myself being a collector and always knowing the Beckett name, you know, it was kind of a no-brainer, to be honest with you. And just the popularity amongst collectors, amongst people who are not even collectors. You know, I mean, talk to a guy that worked uh, just recently. I, I ran into a guy who worked at a restaurant, and, you know, he had no connection to our business or our hobby, but he knew the Beckett name because of the magazines and he collected baseball cards. And I just think it was the next step for me. I had had a great run at PSC DNA, helped build the whole division starting in 2002. We had a great time there. But obviously sometimes there's time for change, time for moving on. Um, I saw this as a great challenge and something I wanted to get involved with. And obviously to me, the name really makes a huge difference. And I, I don't really think you could get any better or bigger than Beckett. I don't think so either, man. We uh... – we hold that, that name in the hobby that a lot of people are trying to achieve. We've been doing this for 30-plus years, but to add this side of the business to, to our portfolio is just speaking volumes to the way that we are changing. Uh, we're, we're not changing, but we're adapting to the future, and we're becoming we're, – everybody thinks of us as a grading company, right? Um, but, sure. But now we're, we're showing the, the diversity, diversity in our portfolio as we're adding – uh, autograph authentication services to it as well, and you know, and, and still the price guy. You, you guys will see, you know, the diversity of the stuff too, because you, you know you mentioned that um, it's just not all just like uh, you know Ron Kittle autographs. It's going to be more than baseball and football. It's going to be celebrities and entertainment and music. It's going to be a, a wide swath, you know, a historical, presidential. Um, you know, not just the Babe Ruth autographs, but you know, I'm very diverse in what I'm able to do. And Brian Sabrero, who's joining me. Um, Brian has that same kind of diversity, especially with newer items. And our industry is plagued with forgeries, um, and that's something that, you know, we hold the line pretty hard on. And, um, you know, I've seen so much bad stuff through the years, guys. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I think it's a, it's a great statement for Beckett to do this. They're putting a lot of faith in us, but they also know what we're able to do. And I, I just think it's a perfect match. Now, just to play play dumb here, where is Brian coming from? Because uh, I had the chance, the opportunity to meet you both over the weekend, and Brian, he looked completely different with that beard. So I, I was I had to take a step back and make sure it was him. But where does his history? Yeah. Well, Brian started off much like I did, just in the hobby, uh, being a chaser, and you know um, that you know you say chaser and autograph guy, but you know we spent years on the streets, literally, you know. I guess people say, oh, you're a stalker. Well, not really. I mean, but we're just chasers. You know, we, we had it at hotels, airports, ballparks. We've done all that stuff. And Brian 
years ago I met Brian, and I knew he had this knack for autographs. You know, not everybody has it. You, know, you could collect autographs, but you might not know autographs, you know, authenticity-wise, what's good and what's bad. Brian, from, from way years ago, had this knack, and he worked with me at PSA as well, and he just had a great knack for autographs. I could just tell he, he sensed what was good and bad. He was able to deduct uh, the reasons for it either way, and he just had a natural talent for being able to authenticate autographs. So um, Brian was a natural fit. Obviously, we were kind of in the same position together at PSA, so we were able to leave together, um, and that kind of formed a perfect marriage here. And I know he's Brian, the only thing the I will say about Brian, he doesn't like uh, any kind of attention. You know, he hates having his photo taken and, you know, for social media and all that. So I give him a hard time on it. But I was really happy he took the photo um, because he just he kind of wants to be the guy in the shadows. That's how he operates. It's his personality. I'm the guy who will be out there. Obviously, you know, I'm on TV, so um, I want to be out there and I want to promote stuff. But, yeah, Brian's just equally as talented. It's just his skills are in other areas and especially – you know, like I mentioned, with all the new material that's out there, it's crazy, guys, with uh, Sharpie signatures, what is bad. It, it, it's amazing how some of these forgers get it so close. It's, it, it blows me away to this day. Wow. Well, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of money to be made in it, I guess. You know, the yeah. more money well, there is to about, be made. Think about the... this. You know, th- consider this. You could print photos for really cheap. You could print photos for, you know, 40, 50 cents, 8 by 10s. Right. All you need is a Sharpie, and you could go to work, and if you have a hand for it, people put it out there. And... There's literally nothing that's off limits. You know, the the most whacked out name you could think of, or even people like, you know, baseball famers like Bob Feller and Brooks Robinson, who I've seen fake many times. You wouldn't believe it because Brooks is still alive. Bob Feller passed away, but literally, you know, Bob Feller signed enough to satisfy the next 500 generations of human beings. So <laughs> right, right. But there's still <laughs> there's still fake ones. I don't get it, but it happens. You know, people will always constantly be doing it. It makes no difference what the player personality is, and especially stuff that's hot. So if there's a hot TV show or a hot movie coming out or something that's really popular, you know, this new um, uh, J.K. Rowling movie from um, uh, the Harry Potter succession, you know, um, the, I just can't think of the name of it. But Monsters and where to find them, right? Yeah that, yeah, that stuff will start hitting it. Uh, uh, the new Star Wars movie, Rogue One, those fakes are already out there. As soon as Felicity, uh, Felicity Jones started signing for collectors, which she did about three weeks ago in London, and then she's been in the United States. As soon as they started posting those or selling them, the forgery started popping up on eBay literally literally within the same day. I watched it happen where, you know, you had 40 or 50 signed fake photos of her on eBay just popping up everywhere. It's incredible. Oh, so you have to be really conscious of that stuff. It's something to keep an eye out for because I'll, I'll just be honest with you, you know, um, the forgers don't care about you. They just want to make money. They don't care about if you're a, you know, if you're a, a kid or you're an adult or you're an old person. They don't care. They just want your money. You know, that's what they're interested in. That's completely crap. I hate that stuff. Yeah. That <laughs> sad. Um, hey, me too. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of eBay, um, how how often do you see that? Is it like is that an everyday occurrence where you're just seeing forgeries? And are there legit places on eBay that you can go to? to, you know, pick up legit signatures? Well, I guess, you know, in the past, when I worked at PSA, I'd say look for people that have stuff certified. Obviously, that's a, a big deal. I will tell you this. The, there's a group of chasers, not a group, but they're not together, but there's just a group of guys that, chaser-wise, aren't afraid to spend the money to get their stuff authenticated. Now, there's also a group of chasers that say, well, I'm out there, I'll take a proof photo, that's good enough, and that'll have to be it. But the guys who are really smart there's a guy out here in california and he's out there every day and what does he do he's you know obviously he's going to use beckett but he brings his stuff he'll bring his stuff in he certifies it and then he puts it up with the beckett name on it and i think that's what you have to look for as a collector you know it's hard to judge somebody you don't really know well a seller could say well hey i got it in person look at the proof photo well that's great but i think it's important a third party steps in independent of the seller and buyer and is able to certify that stuff yeah. and and that's what you should look for you shouldn't look for the guy who just proves a, a po- you know i i'll tell you this much guys and I, I don't know if you ever heard of this but there's actually a whole culture of collectors that just come down they wait behind the barricades like everybody else and when tom cruise comes over to sign they just stand there with a the camera taking pictures of him signing and so they're able to, you know, I used to say make babies off 
off that stuff. And essentially, they'll just start faking all that stuff that's signed, you know, images, posters, you know, 8x10s, whatever, and that gives them proof photos. And there you go. Hey, I was there with Tom Cruise. Here's my proof photo. Here's the item. What assholes. That's what you get. <laughs> wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what that turns into, and it's been happening for years. There's a whole group of guys in L.A. that come down and do that specifically. It's all they do is take proof photos. So next thing you know, you know, you're getting um, Adam Driver signing at uh, at Jimmy Kimmel, and the guy's standing behind you taking a proof photo of your item being signed. It's your item. Next thing you know on eBay, there's the proof photo and a fake item. It happens all the time. So just be very careful. People don't care, especially around now, this time of year with the holidays coming up. You know, you have people looking for gifts, and I'll just tell you, people don't really know what they're doing with autographs. It's very dangerous. You know, it's not... It's not like buying a car where you could look up stuff, um, you know, there's a certain place you could look up the car history and you could look up the blue book prices and all that. With autographs, it's a whole different game. You have to be very careful with what you're doing. All right, so speak, speaking of uh, getting authentication service and being careful what you're doing, this week you guys are going to be up in Chicago at the TriStar Show kicking off uh, BAS in a big way. Tell us about that. What's going on with that? Well, we'll be there. Oh, it's, it's Fanatics. Oh, it's fanatics. So I start usually, yeah, fanatics. So um, we're gonna we've we've kind of gone out the last few weeks just to say hi to people and get people accustomed to seeing us. We're in Boston at the Shriner Show and then Toronto, and then this weekend we'll be at the show in Chicago. Um, we'll be set up at the Beckett booth. We'll be taking submissions. We'll be authenticating on site, um, and it's obviously the first time we've done this for for Beckett. I think it's pretty exciting. Um, and I can't wait to see the response, to be honest with you. It'll be very interesting because people, I don't, you know, you guys reach a certain amount of people, social media does, but then there's just people who just show up at the show and want to get stuff authenticated. I think it'll be a nice surprise for them. And I'll be out there, you know, I'll be seeing people if they want to ask me questions. I'll spend as much time as I can outside the booth just to get people accustomed to what we're going to be doing now. And, you know, what we're going to be doing it at shows, at card stores all across the country you know, starting basically this week. This is our big launch, and it's – I, I can't wait. I want to get going with it. Now, can you get, can you give our listeners any kind of uh, pricing information, or will there be, like, so, show specials or anything like that? I think with our pricing, we're supposed to have that. It should be on the website, Beckett, slash uh, our hyphen authentication, um, dot com. That should be up this week in conjunction with our launch. And I think we're targeting, I believe, Thursday – for the website stuff, but it, it could be up there now. I just haven't checked, but I think Thursday is kind of the big day to put that out there. And um, it's just, you know, basic pricing. I think at the show, we're just doing this, you know, the same basic pricing that we would do. Obviously, if people have stuff they want to do in bulk, and I've already been contacted by plenty of people, we'll offer deals for that stuff. And that's just case by case basis. Okay. All right. Perfect. Cool. Awesome. Now, and, is there... and also, guys, you know, and then, you know, behind the scenes, we have, uh, our, our witness, Beckett Witness, which um, will be behind the scenes where we've got guys that are working for us now that will be stickering, you know, when guys are athletes will be in back signing or John Cusack is signing in the back. We'll have someone witnessing that, and that stuff will start appearing online as well, too. With the Beckett, we have different tiers of services, too, where we have the small cert for, let's say, someone like uh, Jeff Bagwell, and you just want to cert on your baseball without the photo. But then we'll have a full letter where it's just an extra charge for someone like Jeff Bagwell, or we do Babe Ruth or Lou Gehrig, but you get a full letter with the uh, picture of the item and the description. Um, so those are two different service levels. And then obviously we have Beckett Rookie. If you have a, a first-year player, someone that's still a rookie, and you want to get that certed, like Carson Fulmer, who's at the show, we'll be able to do that with a designation still kind of in their rookie year. So it'll signify that. That's very cool. I that's a great idea. That. I haven't even heard that's, of that. That's, that's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> all right man i'm gonna let you get out of here but before i do i want to ask you about rogue one because you are a big star wars fan a big star wars collector well uh, what, what do you think what are you expecting from it um I, I i you know it's funny i i saw you know obviously they had the first trailer and then you i heard all these rumors well they're going back and reshooting some of it of the summer which who knows because they're so tight-lipped about this movie but the thing is i see this uh old hint of uh, this pre-Star Wars movie, and not I'm not talking about Phantom Menace and all that crap, you know, because I'm not into that prequel part. Yeah, that's stuff's this awful. this one has a whole different, yeah, it has a tone and a feel to it that I really like, and the thing that kills me is one of my best friends, his name's Brian Muir, M-U-I-R, and if you go back and look, Brian 
was a sculptor that worked on the first Star Wars movie, and he sculpted uh, stormtroopers and uh, medical droid or some kind of a Death Star droid, and part of C-3PO, but not all of it. But his big accomplishment was sculpting Darth Vader. Oh, wow. And he was the guy That's responsible huge. to sculpt Vader. And now he won't tell me, but his wife, you know, I was with them uh, recently in Florida just, just for dinner, and his wife would, he won't say anything. He can't. He's sworn to silence. But his wife would kind of hint. But he was brought back to form a team to basically sculpt Vader again as it was in Star Wars. Because if you guys know Star Wars, Vader kind of took on a different look from Empire and Jedi. They had different casts made, and his helmet changed a little bit, the face, you know, it little subtle differences, but it wasn't the same original used in Star Wars. So they wanted that same one because Rogue One ends 10 minutes before the first, literally 10 minutes before the first Star Wars picks up, so it goes almost right into it. Okay. So they wanted Vader to essentially look the same. They wanted to have that same feel to him. And I and I hope they recapture that. I like the dark feel of it, though. I mean, the base, the Avon base looks great. The ships look awesome. Uh, seeing the you know the Imperial Walkers or the Adats, they look amazing. Um, I worry. The only thing I worry about is a fan perspective. I don't know if if you're into this as much, but you know, it seems like the there's a couple ships and some maybe some of the technology already that that is ahead of Star Wars, but it's supposed. You know what I mean? Like it's even better looking than Jedi, which is past Star Wars. So sure. it's like. Why didn't they have these weapons in the first Star Wars movie? You know, I I, I think they struggle with that because we're in a different time. You know, it's hard to totally recreate everything to look like it did when they made it in 76. So, yeah, it's hard to go backwards these days. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird, you know, but it looks great. I can't wait to see it. I I just I I, want to see how the characters develop. The thing that kind of stinks is it's a one off. So. Even if there is a good character storyline plot line, we're not going to see much of it because that's it. It's done. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, they could kind of the they could almost all die at the end of this one, and it wouldn't wouldn't make a difference. You yeah, know? you're right. It doesn't. You know, I mean, it, it makes zero difference, but it looks great. I'm trying to put together some of the autographs from a collecting standpoint. I did it with the Force Awakens. Um, I actually, this is. I mean, I, I do a lot of things that people really shake their head at, but last year uh, we camped out the night before, so I slept on Hollywood Boulevard in a sleeping bag uh, last year uh, for the premiere of The Force Awakens, and I didn't even have to. It turns out it made no difference. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I feel like such an idiot, but um, I slept outside. I mean, I was outside. I was I was, I was, was in Hollywood for, like, you know, a day and a half. Um, but basically I slept, you know, in a chair in a sleeping bag, and it turns out I never had to do that, and... Um, uh, this year, I don't think I'm going to do that. I know where to wait for autographs this time, so I learned my lesson. Oh. <laughs> well, there you hey, go. congratulations for sleeping there and catching no diseases. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was it was a very uncomfortable night. It was really cold in L.A. that night. So I'm from Chicago. So when I say cold, it was in the 40s. But I mean, I slept outside, and you know, I remember showing uh, Rick Harrison. So I, this is the moral of the story. I show Rick Harrison. I'm like, hey, check this out, because I, I think I'd film the next day or I was in Vegas or two days later, and he's like, you slept outside. He's like, hey, dude, you know what's funny is they offered me uh, red carpet to it, but I turned it down. Like, <laughs> he goes, yeah, you, I could have just given it to you. I was offered the whole thing, red carpet, premiere tickets, and I just sat there and shook my head. I'm like, why didn't you say anything? He's like, oh, I didn't even think about it. He's like, you would have went? And I'm like, I slept outside. <laughs> so the moral of the story is that when Rick is offered it for Rogue One, if they haven't, which I haven't heard, but I hopefully it'll be in L.A., which would be next month, I'll just you know say to Rick, hey, I need I need the red carpet for that. So yeah, man, he's got to hook you up, man. You help him out all the time. He's got to hook you up. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, hey, you might want to help me out with this. So he actually, as it turns out, I think I was, I, I remember I would, went to the premiere, and then a day or two I had to go to Vegas to film, and I think I, st- I remember I stayed and watched The Force Awakens there with a bunch of guys that worked on Pawn Stars. So um, I ended up going to see it in Vegas that night uh, for the premiere night. But um, you know what, it premiered to the world. But I learned my lesson about the whole red carpet thing. Now I'm going to ask for a favor. Nice. There you go. Very nice. Yeah, moral of the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, man. All right, yeah. guys. Uh, that's going to be it. We're going to let you go. Remember, if you can hear this before Friday, go to Chicago. Go to, to Chicago. Fanatics. 
go check out Steve Grad and the rest. Uh, Brian, Brian's going to be there. Yep. Check them out. Get your stuff authenticated and be looking for us because we're making moves here, and uh, this is just the first of many to yep. come. Check the website. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, get that get the pricing and get the information on how we can help you if you can't make it to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. And, uh, and honestly, guys, the next and I, I will say I just want to say this that everybody that I've talked to is very excited about this, and I've talked to major dealers, collectors, auction houses, like every walk. But the one thing we're going to do, and I can't wait to launch it when we do, is we're going to have we're going to have an eight by ten holder that's very sleek, very small. You know, it's obviously going to be a little bigger than eight by ten, but it's not going to be bulky and big and huge. So we're really excited. It's in development now, but when we get to launch that, I, I can't wait to see what collectors think. We're they're actually going to have a holder for an eight by ten that that's workable. You know, it's going to be great. That's going to change know, the game. And you know, something obviously people want to talk about the new services at the show. I'll be there to talk about it, and that's one of the things we're going to roll out in the very near future. Awesome, awesome. All right, man. Thanks cool. for thanks for joining us, and we'll talk again soon. Okay. Absolutely, anytime. Take care, man. All you right. too. Bye bye. Hi, this is Sean Bender with Still City Collectibles, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. Wow, man. Steve Grad. That's just a, Yeah, seriously. That's amazing, man. That What a life, man. Sure. What a life. Sure. Sleeping on Hollywood Boulevard, <laughs> hanging out with Rick Harris the next day in Vegas. Right, right. I, I, sign me up. Sure. Sign me up, too. <laughs> That's awesome. I want to be one of those guys in the back putting Beckett stickers on stuff. I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the guy out there getting the autographs. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be that guy. I'd drop this podcast in a minute. Uh, <laughs> it'd be it'd be Beckett Radio hosted by Paul Worth and some other guy they found in the back. <laughs> just fat pack. <laughs> just fat pack. Yeah. That's, two pack? No, just no, fat pack. Just fat pack. <laughs> that's what I want to do. One um, pack, two pack. Oh wait, that's not a good. Yeah. That's not. A, that's not the right. <laughs> Man, that was a great interview. He was very, very. Like, I met him at the show, right? Everything I expected him to be on the phone was right there. Very nice, very down-to-earth, very congenial. Yeah, man. Him and Brian both, man, were just great. And uh, I think having the asset that is his name, Mm -hmm. you know, um, in conjunction, not not that we have a direct relationship with Pawn Stars, but... Uh, but in conjunction with Pawn Stars, having his name on that show out there wearing our shirt. Nine episodes just in October. Exactly. So... That's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to help us. Uh, not that we need legitimizing in, in this, but it's going to bring that element that it's going to really rock things. So. Absolutely. We're doing big things here, man. Yeah, we're doing real big things. So you guys uh, be be looking for us in, in, the, in the coming year because things are happening here. It, we're, not, we're not your typical price guide company, right? No. No, we have, no. We have things to do. We do. We got things to do. If I get that job working for Steve Grad, you, you can kiss my happy butt goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, too but it's funny. all right. But we're gonna get we're gonna jump into fantasy and we're gonna end the show on whatevs. But uh, we took losses in uh, both of our fantasy leagues this week. We did, which is good. We, we've said which is good because, like you're explaining, we can't get into the playoffs and win everything. Because we, we can't get anything. We can't. And that is the story I'm sticking to. Is that what you're sticking, I'm sticking to? That's, that's the story I'm sticking is that, to. Is that it was making you not drink at night because you lost to Robert Brogan? Yeah. I, yeah. I put the I put the NyQuil down last night uh, after two cups. Um, no. <laughs> no. I Listen. Listen. I, I was riding Brogan all week. Sure. All right. And uh, telling him points beware. I kept telling him change his name. Points be scarce. And well, my points were scarce this sure. week. And we lost by four. which is four un- points. Which is unfortunate. A.J. Green, you know, if he had a quarterback that could throw to to his team, uh, he might have had a little bit better game. But uh, Dalton decided not to not to throw any more balls to him after the first uh, half, I believe. I don't think he caught a ball in the second half. So, oh, gosh. Thanks for that, uh, Bengals. But uh, anyway, uh, he kicked our tail, beat us 85 to 81. Not much to say other than that. So we dropped to 6-4. and four. Um, Brogan is now four and six points beware. And probably I can almost safely say almost out of the Colin Kaepernick, uh, chase. Um, even though he is starting Colin Kaepernick, which is just kind of funny all around. Anyway, good stuff there. All right, let's move it on here. Uh, Akron Anacondas, oh man, main movers. I don't know how many of you guys have lost in a row, but, um, Anaconda put it to you, man. They beat you by, looks like, uh, 50 points, man. Beat you 111 to 63 um, big games by Roethlisberger, A. Rob, Floyd Gates, the Rams defense, um, Rashard Jennings, all in double digits. Uh, main movers, man. It looks like you uh, looks like you might have been sleeping 
Uh, started a couple guys that got zeros. I don't even know if they were active. Um, they're two and eight, and maybe that's why they did that. <laughs> I'm not sure. Anyway, congrats to the Anaconda uh, Akron's again trying to stay out of that Kaepernick chase. Uh, Eastern Fat Packs, I believe this is three in a row now that they have lost. Uh, Mr. Mammon is uh, falling apart, man. Team is just not playing well. Team Nashville, though, out of nowhere now is five and five, and um, can safely say he might might be able to squeak into the playoffs here. Still, still got a shot. Uh, they one sixteen to seventy five took care of the Eastern Fat Packs pretty easily. Uh, Fat Packs Brady just underperformed a whole ten points. Uh, just not exciting. Uh, no real other highlights for them. Um, they probably should have started Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Redskins, uh, instead of Tom Brady, but uh, no one's ever going to make that decision. Um, Nashville led by Ezekiel Elliott, who just continues to run. Uh, he's running about as fast as his cards are going up. I don't know if they'll ever catch each other. Um, but, man, he is doing big things. So congrats to Team Nashville. All right, and we got next up, we got Dave's Lobos. Uh, has now moved to 5-5 five and five as they beat Monstars, has now dropped to 5-5. Five and five. That was 107-91. to 91. Uh, really, the difference there was Russell Wilson decided to play quarterback this week. Um, put up 31 points, had three touchdowns uh, for Dave's Lobos. Um, very little, little, very little the uh, Monstars could have done. They played pretty much the best people that they could play at those positions. Uh, had a good game by uh, David Johnson. Had 21 points, but just not enough to handle the Lobos. Those guys are five and five each. All right, bag of deplorables and sexual chocolates. Uh, this should have been the game of the week if we were still doing game of the week. But um, it is my game of the week because the bag of deplorables are now have two losses. So, Ken, man, didn't didn't work out so well for you this week. Sexual Chocolate beat you 91 to uh, 86 in a, in a squeaker. Uh, looks like the Ravens defense really put it over the top for uh, the chocolate team. They had 24 points. Bag of deplorables, uh, mediocre performances by everybody, and uh, just not enough to win that game. So sexual chocolate to six and four, and bag of deplorables to eight and two. Both of them good shots at getting into the playoffs. And then I think this is a surprise right here, man. This Jeff guy, man, he's killing it. I think we beat him like first week, didn't we? Yeah. First, second week, something like that. I think he won, but it Did was he win or I, was tight or something. It was tight, yeah. man. Dude, eight and two, eight and two. Tied for first? He might even be in first if there's tiebreakers. I don't have that in front of me. Um, my, my team, RG3POIR, man, 2-8. and eight. They lost by 47, 127 to 80. Um, it's tough to play against Mariota, who had four touchdowns, and Blunt, who had three touchdowns. That That's tough for anybody to beat, um, and that's basically what happened. So kudos to Jeff, man, rocking that first place. Um, it's good stuff. All right, and then the Slump Busters, who they, they slump bust us last week, didn't they? Yep, I believe they, sure they did. did. And they, sure uh, did. they didn't get it this week, though. The Rat Pack Kings uh, moved to 7-3, and three, and uh, they beat the Slump Busters 76-70 to 70, um, with a zero. Uh, Nelson for the Arizona got them zero points, and they were still able to pull out the 76-70 to 70 win. Uh, looks like that um, they probably should have gone with Meredith. If they would have gone with Meredith, they would have won. The Slump Busters had a shot there, left Meredith on the bench. Um, it's a good day when you can go out and have one catch for 50 yards and a touchdown, but that's uh, that's all he would have needed to win, but he did not. So we got the Rack Pack Kings at 7-3. and three. Bag of Deplorables, 8-2. and two. Jeff is 8-2, and two. and I believe the Eastern Fat Packs are 7-3. and three. So there's your top four. Sounds like a good playoff race to, the, to yeah, me. Yeah, that sounds good. Speaking of game of the week, you brought it up. Yeah. We haven't done one in a while just because of schedules. Yeah, you've been on a you've been on a a, a short schedule. Short schedule you've been but, in uh, in the office, out of the office, out of the country, in the country. But we're gonna bring it back this week. All right, let's do it. And we have a matchup that we have to go to for game of the week. Okay. Um, because at one time these two teams were sitting at the top of the standings. Ah. And this week they're finally gonna face each other. Eastern Fat Packs have the slight edge. I'm talking the slightest of edges. With a seventy-eight predicted 78-77 win over Bag of the Deplorables this week. Game of the week. Game of the week. Game of the year. Eight that could two. be the game of the year. It could be. It could be. It'd Bag be. of Deplorables, Deplorables 8-2 and two versus the Eastern Fat Pack 7-3. Both of them are on, on, are on a losing streak, as it were, um, if that's possible with one loss. But um, that's, that's your game of the week. Real simple this week. Just pick your winner. Pick your winner. All pick right. Your, pick your winner. Pick your winner. And uh, next week, we'll have separate podcasts next week, right? We should have separate. Well, well, it's a short week again because it's, it's a short week. Oh, it is. Okay. So we'll so probably do, do we'll combine. Probably, okay. Yeah, back it up. But uh, okay. just pick your winner. Winner gets a Ready Rookie t-shirt. 
Sweet. Ready rookie t-shirt. I have. We have mediums, larges, and extra larges. I believe so. We might have a double exit. We might there. have a double exit. Might okay. have something so like that. Yeah. Winner. So pick your team, and uh, we'll do a random for those who pick the select or select the correct team. Winner gets a. And, and you probably don't even know what these t-shirts are, but they're they're cool. Yeah, they're pretty they're cool. cool. Remember that old Donruss nineteen ninety? You yep. got your rated rookie. Yep. Yep. It's got that logo on a shirt, nice and soft. Good stuff, man. It's good and fun. Good and fun. It is. <laughs> talk about basketball, man. Let's talk about basketball. Uh, we took another loss. We lost to Zach May, the winner of that first giveaway we had. He, I guess he's just better at basketball <laughs> than we are. Well, have um, you seen us? Yeah. Have you looked at yeah, us? That's right. We're not very good at basketball. So uh, Durant Show put up uh, 1,500 points to our 1,200. Um, Russell, West- Russell Westbrook was, again, our top scorer. Russell Westbrook had a week, dude. He had a he had a triple double on Saturday night, I believe it was. Okay, scored forty points, and then like fifteen and sixteen rebounds and like ten assists or something like that. Jeez, this is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. He's he's averaging a triple double this season, I believe. So wow. Uh, in a squeaker of the game, Thunder Humper beat Team Nashville, fifteen hundred uh fifteen hundred and seventy to fourteen hundred thirty seven. So that that was a that was a closer game than probably predicted right uh reheat six steven steve dalton showing us up three huh? and oh at least somebody in the beckett offices is doing it right uh just kicked the santa rosa baby chickens butt 1780 to 1550 um the fighting tacos lost the blano corn belters i love that the fighting tacos <laughs> fighting tacos i love that name um team strobel took a l to the fight in Steve Urkel, Strobel is 0-3. Uh, and then the Cali KCT won 1,500 points over Big Red, who was also 0-3 uh, at 1,255 points there. So it was this week, that last week was kind of a kind of a beat down. You got beat down, you got beat down. That's what it is. This week is looking positive for us as we are up currently 234 to 128 points. So. But I'm going to say, you guys don't know this, but it's, it's a Tuesday. It's, yeah, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. And we have, no, we have like two players playing tonight. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Put but, me in, Coach. Yeah, put me in, Coach. And Durant Show is putting it on Thunder Humper right now. Uh, and where, where's, uh, where's Steve at? Let me, Dude. The Heat 6 is actually losing right now to Team Nashville. But... I have complete confidence in him that he's going to pull that out. You know what we need to give a prize for? What's that, man? We need to give a prize for the best team name. Best team name? Best team name, man. Like, maybe not right now, but I'm sure they'll, some of these guys will change their name throughout the year, kind of yeah. like they did in football. So. Yeah. But just keep that in the back of our head. Thunder Humpers. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's tops. That I love them. I mean, that's just, but then Fighting Tacos is really good, too. It is. I dig both of them. And Santa Rosa's baby chickens. Santa Rosa's baby chickens. Yeah. I like that. I, like I don't know level. what that means, but it's kind of funny. So, guys, uh, remember, at the end of the month, we're giving away a box of NBA hoops to the person who has scored the most points. That is a B-O-X yeah, sealed B-O-X box. Sealed box, two autographs, a whole bunch of inserts and parallels and stuff like that. That's coming your way for the person who scores the most points. Right now, that's Steve Dalton, and uh, he can't win, so someone's going to win. <laughs> somebody's going to win. Someone other than Steve Dalton. Yeah, but don't so worry. We'll take care of Steve's cubicle form. We'll yeah, leave him a little present or something. something like that. <laughs> In fact, if, if the person who doesn't win by five, at least 50 points, we're taking three packs of those out, and we're going to give them one Steve's test. <laughs> open. Feel, <laughs> open. Open. Feel, feel good about this basketball league. At least you don't have the sit-your-ass-down award where the, win, the winner gets a uh, Colin Kaepernick card. Not yet. We could do that, though. We, we could, could do We could do the uh, you should have called a timeout award and give away a Chris Weber card. You yeah. shouldn't have called a timeout shouldn't award. shouldn't have called a timeout. <laughs> We could, we'll figure out something. Yeah, we'll do something. Uh, hey, off the top of my head, I just got an email from Brent Naughton. Uh, Naughton? Yeah, Brent Naughton, a Beckett Radio alumni. Yeah. Says he is working on a sketch for us. Nice. So, nice. Awesome. They, also. They found that oversized uh, board yeah, for yeah, him to, got, do, <laughs> to work on. got that cardboard <laughs> up there. Also got a message from uh, Jamie Thomas over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and next Toronto show, so next it's going to be in May. Springtime. He okay. wants to have a Toronto Spring Expo Beckett Radio giveaway to, to do. So Sweet. we're gonna, I, he. I haven't gotten back to him yet, but we're going to talk about that and get that all set up. Also, I, let's just get into the show here because I wanted to give a quick recap of it, and what I want to do is just tell you 
the passion for this hobby is not dead. Oh no. It's not dead. And I saw it I saw a lot of young collectors on the floor, which made me very happy. That that's very cool. Made me very happy. Um to their credit, Upper Deck did things really well in their uh in their booth as they had giveaways going on and all kinds of redemptions and stuff like that. It they just they Chris Carlin did it right. You Good. know, he, they really did it right. Good. I they dropped series one upper deck yep. at the right time. Right. That was like the show. Right. I can't speak for the same thing about upper deck and the correlation of, of upper deck series one because that wasn't the greatest. I'm I'm just being right. honest with you. I'm not I'm not trying to you know, no, and it's unfortunate that it was yeah. on, it was on such a platform for that right. to happen because it's not inte- it's not it wasn't intended something something, yeah, just something happened, happened. somewhere you know button got yeah. hit wrong or something you know right. something happened but like I was seeing guys pull two two Matthews out of a box where I pulled two dupes of nobody out of a box you know? right right but that wasn't every box but I've seen it right so uh, if you're buying series one and I know there's there's people on uh, message boards complaining about how crappy their box was. To be honest with you, I didn't see a bad box. Every box that I've seen had at least one good young gun in it, right? Right. And if you're buying, if you're buying series one and series two, but specifically series one because that's what's out right now for big hits, you're dumb. <laughs> yeah, because those ex- right? the exclusives are hard to get. Right. The jerseys are even hard to get. Right. Do they have autographs? I'm not that they familiar. Do. They do, but tough. they're hard to get. Yeah. It's it's your. It's a base it's, product. It's, it's exactly what it is. It's a base product to get the rookies out there f- first on, on a on a on a licensed deal, and that's and it's very collectible. And that's what people like. What's cool about this this year? They put the acetate set through the whole set. I saw that. That's so cool. every every everybody has an acetate card that you can get, right? And the, the canvas again, right? And the canvas again. Okay. So you have that for you, but it's not. I just feel like some people are dumbed down, evidently, because you got to know that when you're buying this stuff, you're not buying it because you want, you know, autographs and, and crazy patch cards and stuff like that. This is a base set builder set. Right. I mean, if you want to pay three, four times the price of what you're paying for, then absolutely they'll put all that sure. stuff in there. But at some point, there has to be a base set, something right. that will keep the kids involved, something right. that they might be able to afford with their allowance. Right. They're not, they're not going to afford. Three, four, five hundred dollar boxes with exactly. their with their allowance. Um, and if they are, please adopt me. Yeah, <laughs> adopt me. It, but otherwise, you know what? Here's the thing: the set is beautiful. It really is. Uh, it's got this like frost blue, like almost UNC Tar Heel blue on the bottom of it. It's a little hard to read with the silver name. Okay, but it's a beautiful set. The pictures are awesome. They look good. They, what I saw online. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I can't wait to open it with you. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, as soon as we get some fun. boxes, man, we'll bust yeah. some up through the box buster. So don't don't shy away from it, but just know that there, there in some boxes there was a correlation issue. But if it works out in your favor and you're getting two Matthews, yeah, in no, box, there's nobody gonna, gonna write a forum about to getting two Matthews or two Nylanders or one of yeah. each or whatever. I yeah. saw a guy pull, hand of God, saw a guy pulling a Matthews young gun and a Matthews young gun acetate in the same box. Wow. I know that those that's probably not a correlation thing because those those acetates are, are rare. They're random or whatever, yeah. But that's that's a good box. It's game over. Yeah, it's a game, <laughs> that's it's a game, game over. over box. Let's go go play the lottery. I <laughs> also saw uh, Matthew's Young Gun Acetate uh, come out upgrading as a pristine 10. So wow. that hit the floor at a, at a 10. And I'm not sure if he sold it, but I know the price tag on it. And if he sold it, that's a good day for him. Yeah, man. Canadian <laughs> or, or American currency. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It don't matter. So, um, yeah. That that was the show, man. The show was fun. Uh, again, met a lot of listeners. It, that was really cool. What's that up, Johnny cool. Acura? Just coming back and uh, shouting out me and uh, shouting out me, shouting out the the radio show. He had a lot of good things to say about the radio show. Uh, he said we are one of two podcasts he listens to. Nice. The other one is Off Camera with Sam Jones, which honestly is a good podcast. Is it? All right, yeah. that's cool. I'll check that so, one out. Uh, Man, he, he came by and, and uh, talked to me for a minute. Again, Francis, it was great to meet you, man. I'm, I'm so glad you came by. Uh, Tyler Chen came by. Uh, people walked by like, hey, man, I love your show, that kind of stuff. And uh, I want to make sure you get all that love, too, because uh, they, were, they were mentioning both of us. So Good deal. That was, uh, that was good. To see. It was a little weird yeah. having people just walk up to you and like act like they know you. But – you know, I guess it kind of comes with what, with what you're doing. You know, if you're if you're out there, if you're out there, you know, 
people are going to feel inclined to do and, such a thing. And you were wearing a cool T-shirt, too. I was wearing a cool T-shirt. You were wearing a cool T-shirt. I was wearing a cool T-shirt, I, I must say. Uh, going to get the, the new. The yeah, new we got to get so we gotta drop something new here before the holidays. Yeah, I don't think, man, I wish I hope that we would get done before the holidays, but maybe we'll, maybe we'll work that out. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. That, that would be fun. So we did that. Uh, overall, the feeling of the hobby is good, man. There's a lot. Of, there was a lot of good, good people up there. We made some good business connections. I haven't told you this. Uh oh. And put, I have. Spot. I have the books in my bag. Okay. Guess if you had to guess. How do I set this up? All right. So we're in Canada, right? Toronto, land of hockey. Okay. What what Hall of Fame would you suspect would be in that area? The hockey? The hockey Hall of Fame. Right. Guess who listens to the show? I have no idea. The Hockey Hall of Fame. Get out of town. <laughs> they gave us two books, man. I have, I have them in my backpack. Oh, wow. Very rare, hard-to-find books. And they were like, man, we love the show. We wanted to give these to you guys. So what? Here, here we Much go. love we to those. Canada, man. Uh, also, they wanted to pay for a Beckett subscription. We were like, no, that's not happening. That's not going to happen. <laughs> you're, no. you're the Hall of Fame. Right. <laughs> I think we can get you a, a, a magazine on a monthly basis. That's It'd cool. Right. But, man, they were really cool. Um, so we have big things coming up on the show. Uh, the Keeper of the Cup coming on the show. Nice. All right. We got that set up. All right. We got uh, Ken Reed, who's been on the show before. Ken Reed is an, uh, a sports dent anchor. Uh, thanks, Sports Center, but Canadian. Hey. And uh, actually, that would be TSN. Sports Center is a whole different channel. Uh, so think Fox Sports, but Canadian. Uh, he's coming on the show. He's been on the show before when he wrote his uh, his last book about collecting hockey cards as a kid. Okay. He wrote this book called One Night Only. I read part of it. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You read it? I read part of it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It was a National Read a Book Day in Canada or something. Oh, I don't okay. Know. Right, I didn't I have you. Hop on Pop, so I had to, I had to do something. Uh, read part of it. It's his book is really fascinating. It's he 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 wrote a book about players who played one night in the NHL and that was it. Oh, cool. One night only, right? It's cool. a great it's, it's a like, great it's like read. one hit wonders. Exactly. He gave us an autographed copy, put hashtag fat packs on it for us to give away. Nice. So we have that. What else do we have? Uh I think I think that's about it big news wise. Um, you got to hang out with Steve Grad. I mean, you had a Grad, good yeah. time, man. It was good fun. time, and uh, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. You had a good show, man. It was a, it was a good show. I want to I want to apologize to Charles, our 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 sales guy in um, New York. I may or may not have been mean to him on Friday night. <laughs> I was tired. I'm sorry. Uh, it was a Friday night or or Saturday night. Uh, no, it was Friday night. I'm sorry, Charles. I I apologize. I apologize <laughs> to you in person. <laughs> But I want the world to know that I am truly sorry. I, it was it was uncalled for, and uh, I hope you accept my apology. Would you call him Chuck or something? No, <laughs> it was no. You don't have to tell. I got, I'm not gonna say anything. But I got hangry. Ah, right? oh, hangry. I got hangry. I know and, that feeling. Um, yeah, it just came out. He couldn't decide where to eat, huh? It came out bad, and I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize, buddy. And the truth is, is Charles and I have a good relationship, so. I know everything's good, but uh, I just wanted to publicly apologize to him as well. Good deal. Because that's my buddy. Um, all right, that's going to wrap up the show just about. But we have anything in Beckett Whatever you want to talk about at all? Man, we've been talking a lot about a lot of things. I think we just need to take a break. Take, take a, break. a break. Yeah, take a breath. Take a breath. Take a breath. Regroup. Okay. And come back next week. Come back again. next week. Do this again. All and right. just come back bigger and better, man. Bigger and better. Now, so. next week is our Thanksgiving special show. Maybe we'll... Uh, that's what I needed to tell you. Oh, man. That's so many what, things, man. I remember just now. Um, guys, I hope you like Ultra Pro. Oh, I like Ultra Pro. You like Ultra Pro? I like Ultra Pro. I hope you like Ultra Pro. First 12 days in December. Ah, I see what they did there. 12 days of Ultra Pro for Beckett Radio. Each person for the, or each winner for the first 12 days, for the first 11 days, is going to get a $25 prize pack from Ultra Pro. Courtesy of Ultra Pro and Beckett Radio. Okay? That's awesome. On the 12th day. I'm starting to sing in my head. On the 12th <laughs> day, you're going to get a $25 prize pack from Ultra Pro and the grand prize of a one-year subscription to any Beckett magazine. There you go. That's awesome. Ultra Pro. 
Ultra Pro. 12 days of Ultra Pro. They will also have 12 fat pack days, too. So <laughs> <laughs> You get a Twinkie, yeah. and then you get, <laughs> you get a Twinkie, a Ho-Ho, and one of those Christmas trees. <laughs> so that's coming up soon. With a Dr. Um, Pepper chaser. Yeah. So uh, we're going we're gonna to just end the show on that. Let, let that sit out there. We're going to be back next week. Again, they're going to be one show with one show combining two shows next week because right. of the holiday. Uh, and then December, man, we got these these promotions going on. We'll go back to two shows and, yeah, and rock it exactly. out, man. We'll rock Good it deal. out, guys. I know that I like the two show format personally. I do too, man. We get into more things and and, and whatever, but um, you know, that's all right. We, we got to do what we got to do right now. Yeah. Uh, next week, I'm gonna, I'm going to tease it. Next week, uh, no, I'm sorry, it's the following week. The cup comes out, so. There you go. Be ready for big hits and stuff. That's good. Big and hits. then uh, remember, December, Transcendence tops. Yes. Save your pennies. Yes. Get in that case break. Yeah. And have fun with that. All right, guys. That's it this week. Until next week, just keep listening. Cue the Drake.